The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Testimonies and Miracles. Hallelujah. For those attending God Willing Service for the first time, don't wait for any particular time. The river of God is flowing already. Just dive into it. God works with us instantly, silently, and, and completely focus on God and God alone. It is so powerful what God is doing. It's so powerful what God even is doing right now. The stories of your lives will be rewritten in a greater dimension in the mighty name of Jesus. So today my assignment is pretty straightforward. Divine lifting. God will lift you up in the name of Jesus. The thing about God is regardless of who you are, God can still lift you up. Regardless of where you are, God can still lift you up. Regardless of what you have done and what you are unable to do, God can still lift you up. No matter how low you are, you can be lifted. For Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. For Samuel 2, 8. It says, he, God, lifts the poor from the dust. Even if you've, your situation, it appears that you are just in the dust. God will lift you up today. And the needy from the garbage dump. I mean, I, even if you're in the garbage dump. That's as low as it gets. It says them among princes. God will lift you up from the garbage dump and set you among princes in the mighty name of Jesus. Placing them in seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's and he sets the world in order. No matter how low you think you are, God can and will lift you up. No matter how high you think you are. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason they call him the most high. There's a reason they call him the most high. He can and will still lift you up. You may think, oh, I have so much money. How can God lift me up financially? By the time he's done, what you have right now, you will say, Oh, I didn't know I just had change. Praise the name of the Lord. In Job chapter 42, I mean, there was a man called Job. He was the richest man on earth in Job 42. But by the time God was done with him, in chapter 1, he was, he was the richest. He was, I mean, he was at the peak, peak of his business life. He says, but in verse 12 of verse 42 of Job, he says, so the Lord blessed Job. God will bless you. So the Lord blessed Job. Job in the second half of his year, you are about, for some people, you are about to enter that second half. Job in the second half of his year, of his life, even more than the beginning, for he had, they now began to enumerate the wealth. When Job was in chapters 1, chapters 2, and 2, Job was so afraid of coming down. It was, his children will have a party. He will, he, will, he, will, he will have a sacrifice in case they've offended God so that God doesn't get angry. So that he doesn't come. And God must have been looking at him. I'm like, I am trying to bring you up. Why are you afraid of going down? See, the problem is if you think you are big, the only thing you are afraid of is coming down. 
But if you know that beside the most high God, you are still a boy, no matter how big you are, you know the only place you can go is go up. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, so, in fact, God just allowed Job stuff to happen. And God said to Job, in other words, are you ready now? And God lifted him in a way that his second half was far greater. I'm praying for you. When God lifts you up, because he will, your second half will be far greater than your first. In the mighty name of Jesus. No matter how low you are, God can and will lift you up. No matter how high you are, God can and will lift you up. No matter how young you are, God can and will lift you up. In 2 Kings 22, 1, the Bible says Josiah was eight years old when he became a king. At least you're a teenager. You are older than Josiah. What's your excuse? No matter how young you are today, now listen to me, young people. God will lift you up. Don't say, oh, this lifting is just for adults. God wants to lift you up. And he will lift you up in the name of Jesus. Do I get an amen from the young people? I said the young people. I said the young people. Uh-uh. Okay, well, with God, we are all young people. <laughs> you cannot be too old to be lifted. You can't be too old. In Isaiah 46, verse 4, it says, even in your old age, it says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime. Ah, won't you serve this God? The God that says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime. Your, your lifetime, he knows you're going to have trouble. He knows you're going to have challenges. And he says, he's beating his chest, says, I'm going to be your God for me from the beginning to the end. I'm not going to go on sabbatical. Until your hair is white with age, I made you. I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. I will carry you and save you. So no matter how low you are, no matter how high you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, God can and will lift you up. In the mighty name of Jesus. Abraham was 99 years old. Sarah was 89. And God says, I'm about to lift you up in the place of fruitfulness. And it looked ridiculous. But the rest is history. Everything God has said to do in your life will come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor, how do you know? How are you so confident? How, how are you so confident? Isaiah, I'm sorry, Psalm 75. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7. It says, this I know, the favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth. That's how I knew. The, pay, the favor that brings promotion and power, the one that you will experience today, does not come from anywhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God. But God. The true judge of all. You know, God is the true judge of all. No one exalts a person but God. He alone determines where favor rests. And today, that favor will rest on your head. In the mighty name of Jesus. He alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness. And brings another down to his knees. Aren't you glad that it is God that determines your promotion? Aren't you glad that God has not left your promotion in the hands of your cousin? Or your auntie? Aren't you glad that God did not leave your promotion in the hands of your friends? What if he did? When they walked out of your life, what would have happened to you? That would have been the end. But God says, no, your promotion 
is with me. Your promotion is with me. Your lifting is with me. Hallelujah. And you see, like we have taught us, we've, we've, I mean, we come for the videos, we've prayed it. The truth is, there are certain things spiritually that resists the lifting up of people's heads. There are certain altars that resist people from lifting their heads. As one that is sent today, all those altars will be shattered in the name of Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely shattered to pieces. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 20 to 21 says, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. These are spiritual beings. It says, then said I, what come this to do? And he spake, saying, these are the arms which scattered Judah. So he was asking God what the carpenters came to do, and it was, God was showing him the arms that the carpenters came to free, to cut down. He says, these arms, they scattered Judah so that no man can lift up his head. There are arms that have been set up to resist the lifting up of your head. Those arms will be cut down today in the name of Jesus. There are altars that are set up that resist the lifting up of people, those altars, we command them crumbled in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, these carpenters have come to cut them down. Every altar of backwardness in your life, we command these altars to crumble in the name of Jesus. Every altar of stagnation, we command you to crumble in the name of Jesus. Every altar of delay, we command you to crumble in the name of Jesus. Every altar of fruitlessness, we command you to crumble in the name of Jesus. Every altar of subjugation, we command you to crumble in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be by my spirit says the Lord. Because it's not by power. It's not by mind. By my spirit says the Lord. Amen. Romans 8.11 says that the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your body by that same Spirit. So as the altars of backwardness crumble, by the Spirit of God receive acceleration in the mighty name of Jesus. As the altar of stagnation gives way by the Spirit of God, receive promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. As the altar of delay crumble in the name of Jesus, let your promotion be expedited. As the altar of fruitlessness crumble in the name of Jesus, receive fruitfulness. As the altar of subjugation crumbles in the name of Jesus, receive elevation. There's someone in this place. There's a letter that has been delayed, held back from you. Don't worry. They will beg you with the letter. Amen. What is happening right now is their butt has been set on fire. They will beg you with the letter of greatness and of promotion. In the name of Jesus. There's someone whose leg is really bad, in a bad shape. God will heal you perfectly. Amen. And there's a lot of healing taking place. There's, there's a lot of healing taking place. 
internal organs are being adjusted. There are organs that are not sitting properly in the right place. They are being adjusted. And they are being healed and replaced. Amen. Let's go on. Hallelujah. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11. I mean, this story is an amazing story. We've, I've read it, I mean, I can't count the number of times I've read it. I'm sure you've read it a lot of times too, you know, but I, I read it again and it just blew me away. It says, afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. Inside the city, near the ship gate, was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir. Oga, did he ask you, can you get well? You know, go school. Would you like to? <laughs> you know, I know we've talked about this several times, but every time we looked at it, I'm, I'm not even yabbing this guy. Sometimes I see myself and I'm saying to myself, how many times has God asked you a question? And you are just saying something totally different. Would you like to get well? I'm asking you today. Would you like to get well? Yeah. And so shall it be. Yeah. So the sick man said, for I have no one. And you will see why this guy is not crazy. You will see why he's answering the way he's answering. I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles. Bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> enough of the Turinchi, enough of the English. God will not listen to your complaints. God will lift you up in spite of your grumblings. In the mighty name of Jesus. Instantly the man was healed, rolled up his sleeping mat and began to walk, began walking. But this miracle happened on a Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man, who killed you? You can't walk on a Sabbath. Really? Church people are amazing. Unbelievable. At times. At times, I said to God, these your people, they are crazy. I know they are your people, but they are mad. How can someone be healed? Ah. People are crazy. You can't walk on the Sabbath. The Lord does not allow <laughs> you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. <laughs> For you to be lifted, you need to choose who you will obey. For, for, Shikina, for you to be lifted, you need to choose who you will obey. Will you obey the system that has kept you down? For decades and decades and decades. Or would you obey the Jesus that has come to lift you up? Even right now. You need to choose who you will obey. Who is it going to be? 
Three things very quickly from this story. I'm excited at what God is doing in your lives. Praise the name of Allah. <laughs> Three things from this story and we're done. The first is this. God will use people to lift you up. God will always use people to lift you up. The way God has set things up is that God will place people around you to lift you up. God will connect you. You are going to leave this place today. God will connect you to great men and women that will lift you up in the name of Jesus. And sometimes it is not the greatness in the physical. Sometimes, many times it is. Sometimes, you see, for, for Naaman, the, it was a little girl in his house that was the great person that God used to heal him of his leprosy. But the people that you need for your lifting, you will not lack them again. In the mighty name of Jesus. In verse 6, it says, when Jesus saw him and knew he had been there ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? And the man says, now, now I was going to explain this. The man said, I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one. I have no one. It will never be said in your life. You will never say it in your life. Beginning from today that I have no one. If there's something the enemy tries to do to people, the enemy tries to rid them of people. That's what God tries to do. If God wants to destroy somebody, he, he just makes you a loner first. That's what the enemy tries to do right now. It makes you a loner. It makes you have, you lose your covenant connections. There are covenant connections that you should hold on to for the rest of your life. So what it does is it takes you out of your covenant connections. It, it nakeds you. People of God, my grandmother would say, human beings are my clothing. Have you heard that before? Every time, every time, God wants to lift you. God will use people that he has put in your life. Or bring new people into your life to lift you up. Some people just come, they come in, step in, lift you up and walk away. <laughs> Some people come in, from the beginning they are there. Boom, they lift you. They are always there to help you. Always there. Those are covenant helpers. As God is blessing you, God will bless them. That's how it works. This man got to a place where he had no man. From day one, it was not like that, I'm sure. It, because he, 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 he was at the pool. It was, for him to go to the pool, he must have had people that have said to him, I will be with you. Be, we are going to be number one. We are going to keep vigil. We are going to pray together. Year one became year two. Year two became year three. Year three became year four. Year four became year five. Then they were 12 from year one. By year five, they are only two. Year 12, year 13, the man looked around. There was no one. He was stuck there anyway. There was no one. Aren't you wary of people that says to you, oh, we are in this together, and you look back, you can't find them. We are in this together. You look back, you can't find them. Aren't you wary of people that says to you, till death do us part? And you wake up at night and you can't find them. Gone. Aren't you wary of people like this man? He said to Jesus, You see, I'm not crazy, I know the process. The process is when God stirs the waters, a helper will carry you inside. And since I don't have anyone, the question you are asking me is not relevant. Because the question Jesus was asking him is what? 
will you be made whole? He says, I don't have a chance. But the mistake the man was making was that he was so fixated on the process that he did not see the God that put the process in place. He was so fixated on the process that he did not see Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus said, in other words, I am the one that put this in place. But the point here is this. God will use people to help you. Everyone in this place, as you step out of this, before you step out of this place, God will cause you to be a magnet to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are systems that God has put in place such that when these systems work, how do I put it? It's still a miracle, right? But because it is God has put them in place, the miracle is automatic. It's an automatic miracle. It does not require an intervention. And if this man had had someone and the person would have put him in the water first, guess what? It would have still been a miracle. But that is the process that heaven has put in place. And that will happen multiple times over before there's an intervention. You need to get this. Many times in church, we are looking for the intervention. A day like today has come, you will get the intervention. (laughs) But I'm equipping you, I'm giving you, you know, what to use. There are things that God has put in place that will happen 10,000 times before one intervention. God's favorite house, God's regular service, three times in a year. Between one God's regular service and the other, God wants to do multiple miracles in your life. Multiple. Then he gives us an intervention. Like a staring of the water as it is. Today And guess what? Our waters is not the first to enter. It's whosoever ever enters. Praise the name of the Lord. Their own pond was, was the first to enter. Our own is anybody that gets in. So I'm saying, we live here today. Understand that God is going to rob you with quality people. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is going to surround your life with quality people in the name of Jesus. I, I, I know I am, I, am, I am spending some time on this because I want us to understand that that is how God works. That is how God works. When you turn your back on people, you turn your back on your destiny. That is how God works. I remember years ago when I first started pastoring, you know, we're trusting God for an amount that was big for us at the time. And I said to God, that God, give me this money. You know me. I will give everything out for your work. Why do I have to stand in front of people and ask for money? Just give me the money. Just me. And I will pay for everything. You know what he said to me? He says, I won't. Because their destinies are tied to the same thing. So how can I give only you? No, 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 no. Everybody. I'm like, hmm. And I came and I told you guys, do you remember? That's how it is. That's how it is. Your life will be filled with quality destiny helpers in the mighty name of Jesus. The same way that there are quality destiny helpers, there are destiny derailers. Heaven will delete them from your life. Destiny derailers will be deleted from your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. They may appear good, they may appear cute, but they are destructive. God will remove them from your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So the first thing is that God will use people to lift you. God will use people to lift you. Second thing 
is this. God will override people to lift you. God will override people to lift you. On days like this, like we are in today, God will override people, he will override systems, he will override protocol, and he will lift you up in the name of Jesus. And in verse 5, it says, Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. He only spoke the word. He only spoke the word. He only spoke the word. Get up. Pick up your bed and walk. The man was trying to convince him, I can't do this. And you know, I don't have helpers. You know, helpers of destiny. Story, story, story. Yadi, yadi, yadi. And Jesus says, there's only one helper of destiny you need right now. And that is me. My name is Jesus. Get up and walk. Isn't it amazing that when everybody walks out of your life, Jesus walks in. <laughs> Jesus walks in. When, when, when everybody told, I mean, look at this man, 38 years, abandoned, left there, and Jesus just came quietly, quietly, quietly. Quietly. There's a song that is bubbling up on my inside. Can I sing it? Of course, you already know that it's the song that my grandmother sings and it's in Yoruba. And it's, I mean, I'm struggling because I know it's not everybody that speaks Yoruba. But on a day like this, flow is more important than English. She. Buki, come. So you'll be my interpreter today. Just like in the days of old. When my mom used to take me to Bolares uh, Crusades, there will be somebody that will interpret. Come, come, come. So, my grandmother will say something like this. Motini Jesu Lore Ye biye lo je fumi I have a friend in Jesus. He's more precious to me. No, no, no. I wanted her to interpret it well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. That's fine. Say it again. Say that again. I have a friend in Jesus. It's so precious to me. Motini Jesu Lore Yebiye Loje Fumi Oh, Kalare Wati Okomi Fe Only Kalare Wati Okomi Fe Is the Holy the only beauty that my heart desires. Oh, need All the best. <laughs> lily, of, the lily of the valley. Oh, Larewati me fair. The only beauty that my heart desires. Olutunu I can put all my body on him. It says I should put all my body on him. Is a lily of the valley. The bright morning star. Is the only beauty that my heart desires. And she would say, Jesus, 
friend in Jesus who will never leave nor forsake me. Ewa wore otito. Ah. was there but a faithful friend that sticks closer than a brother stepped in and said to him I can help you I can help you I can help you he said I have no man he says I, I can be your man I can be your man I have no help he says I can be your help I can be your help I can be your help You know, if you don't know Jesus today, don't let today go by. The best thing you can do with your life is have a walk with God. That's the best thing. Because guess what? Imagine if Jesus did not come through for this guy. Just imagine what would have happened. He would have lived and died. Lived and died. A cripple, immobile, and nobody will care. Nobody, everybody will walk by. No one will, will stop to say. But Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus said no, 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 no. Jesus is not asking for his story. He didn't ask him for, who did you offend? He didn't ask him, what have you done? It's all that is irrelevant. Just like the story in Acts 3. Peter and John were going to pray. And they saw a man by the beautiful gate. And the man was looking at them. And, and they make a, an amazing statement. This is Peter. He says to the man, silver. And gold. I don't have any silver or gold. But I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Now, this is what has happened. This same Jesus that told the crippled man, the paralytic man, to get up, take up his bag and walk. Was, is now living inside of you and I. So Peter showed up at the beautiful gate and saw this man and said, you know what? You're asking me for money, but I don't have money. I don't even have offering to bring it to today. That's what I was saying. I hope that was not what he was saying, but that was what he meant. I don't have silver and gold. But guess what? There's someone that even if I don't have anything I have, his name is Jesus. And I'm going to give him to you today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. In the same way, I say to everybody that has been crippled in whatever area of your life, I don't have silver or gold to give you this morning. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And, and Peter did something that was unbelievable. He did not even wait. For the man to respond that Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up and he was leaping and dancing and praising God. Because you are going to be lifted today, your legs, your ankles will be strengthened. You will, you will be leaping and jumping and praising the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. So the same way Peter transferred his, the anointing to the man, today the anointing is going to be transferred to you. You have heard the voice and the words of Jesus, but you are going to be impacted with the anointing. So when it's time for the anointing, it's going to be tipped on your hand because of your um, social distancing and all that, you know. 
but it's the same power you put on yourself. Boom! The miraculous will happen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, now Jesus told him, stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. The mat has been the one carrying the man. And Jesus said to the man, you are going to carry the things that have been carrying you. In the name of Jesus, everything that has been carrying you out of help, out of pity, out of you will get up and you will carry them. By extension, everyone that has been carrying you financially, that have been carrying you emotionally, that have been helping you, they are good people. But because God will lift you up today, you will not need their help again. And not only will you not need their help, you will turn around and you will now help them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everywhere you have received help, you will help them. In the mighty name of Jesus. There's a, there's a pastor that I know that, that, that paid um, the school fees of some young man, you know, all through university, you know, and the way the pastor was building a church, you know, and, and he saw the young man, he says, oh, okay, how are you doing, you know, long time, yeah, da, 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 da. so the, man said, the young man said to him, long story short, that you, have been, you paid my school fees through college, how much is the bill of this church, and they told him, and the young man paid for it. Now, the pastor had been carrying the man, the boy. But it was the time for the boy to carry the pastor. Everyone that has carried you, God will empower you and enable you to carry them. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, so it is, imagine the, 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 the misnomer. There are people, for some, some of you is your parents, that have carried you. Now is your turn to carry them. You are leaving them. You are abandoning your parents. For some of you, it's your brothers or your sisters. It's now your turn. God has smiled on you. The, your, the favor has rested on your head. Don't worry about what anybody has done. Just help them. Do I get an amen? amen. Just help them. It is your turn. To carry them. Ah, there's so much here, but we gotta go. Number three. Number one, God will use people to lift you up. Number two, God will override people and lift you up. Number three, not only will God use people to lift you up, not only will God override people and lift you up. Number three, God will make you you will find your voice in the mighty name of Jesus. That's number three. You will find your voice. The covering over your voice will be lifted. From verse nine, it says, instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began to walk. But this miracle happened on a Sabbath day. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, who you can't walk on a Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry the sleeping mat. But he replied. The man had a voice. He answered them. The man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Now, question. You know when I read this, I, I, I really struggled with it. I, 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 I wrestled. I struggled with it. The question is, where were they all these years when this man was lying down there for 38 years? Where were they? As long as you are down and beating and trodden, nobody says anything about you. Nobody cares. But as you are going to be lifted today, the tongues will begin to wag. Yes, it's a good prayer because they will begin to work. May you not be this person that they don't have anything to talk about. Do I get an amen? amen? May you be the person that everybody has something to talk about. And this thing they've brought to the man is big. 
The law does not allow it. Now, question, where was the law? When this man was in, in, in poverty. When he was in pain. When he was downtrodden. Where were they? Isn't it amazing that some people have nothing to say about it? Just continue to, to be nothing. Just continue to be a nobody. Continue begging for, for food. Continue being a low life. You will not continue to be a low life. But as soon as it appears that your head is about to go up. So be careful of people that cannot rejoice with you. Be careful of people that cannot rejoice with you. They come to you with technicalities. You've, you've prayed and trusted God for a husband. God has given you a husband. They're like, uh-uh, aren't you six months older than him? I mean, how is that your freaking business? You have to be careful. How do you respect such a man? Just say to them, bye-bye to Jati Jati. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. You know, people that, they'll come to you with all sorts of technicalities of the law. They sound right. You bought a new car. They're like, Ah, be careful. You're a single girl. You're going to buy, you're buying Jeep. Who will marry you? Tell them. The God that brought the Jeep will bring the man. <laughs> Sometimes, church folks are just amazing people. Amazing people. We object. You cannot because it is against the law. Don't worry. It's a good problem because it means your voice is restored. The man answered them back. Now think about it. In the man's wildest dreams, these were the toughest guys in the land. He would never have an audience with them. Even if he did, when they speak, he will be careful how he responds because they can banish him for life. They can banish his whole generation from the synagogue and that is a big deal to the Jew. Ask the blind guy that, um, that was healed. They went to the parent. They said, is this your son? He says, was that how he was born? Do you know what the parent says? He's of age. Ask him. <laughs> Do you know why they said that? They were afraid of them. But this man answered them back. The man that told me, that healed me, told me to carry my bed. And I obeyed him. They, they, when they found the, the blind man, they said to him, Oh, this one, this guy is a sinner. Give glory to God. Is it not Jesus? We know his girlfriend. His name is Mary. She used to kiss his feet. Is it not Jesus? He's a sinner. The man said, Ogas. Whether he's a sinner or not. I know some of that one. But one thing I know. Whereas I was blind. But now I can see. If you want to be his disciple, go and follow him. They say, God punish you. It's your father that will be his disciple. <laughs> How can you try to convince someone that God has healed, that Jesus healed? You are saying to the person, Jesus is unworthy, is unworthy. Give glory to God. It sounds pious, but the man has enough common sense to say, You look at all your problems. He said, if you to go and meet this Jesus to help you. God will give you a voice. In your family, God will give you a voice. Among your friends, God will give you a voice. 
In this nation, Nigeria, God will give you a voice. God will restore your voice. God will give you a strong voice. So you know what this man was saying? Because they came to him with the technicalities of the law. For the Jew, the law was the peak. It was delivered by Moses. That was the highest authority. According to the law, you should not be carrying your bread. The man said to them in essence that the person that spoke to me, this Jesus, is above the law. Hallelujah. This Jesus is above the law. So, your law says, I can't do this. Jesus, that is above the law, says, I can't do it. I don't know what the law says to you. I don't know what the limitation is that even has a ground, a legal ground, spiritually. I'm here to say to you, there's one greater than the law today. And he's going to scatter that law in the name of Jesus. Oh, there's one greater than the law today. He's going to put aside that protocol in the mighty name of Jesus. So the question to you is, will you be made well? 